0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Two Geminis and a Leo. This is Teresa with an announcement on our upcoming schedule. Due to some unforeseen circumstances, we will only be releasing episodes every other week for the foreseeable future. We hope to get back on a weekly schedule soon and we hope you guys enjoy the show.
1: Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> that that sounded right. very sultry. I liked it.
2: Hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> the safe word is Worshire sauce.
1: <laughs> but you have to say it right.
2: <laughs> I just ate so much potato. I'm a potato. I'm a potato. That needs to be closing. Just us talking about hot potatoes. <laughs> yeah, this is the whole episode. <laughs> I'm a potato. I'm a potato. What sign do you think is a potato? Is it Taurus? Because they like to just like chill and
0: I think I would say Taurus. A Taurus is a potato.
1: <laughs> We're gonna start the episode right there.
0: We're just doing this now.
2: Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Damn. <laughs> I am excited to hear the other episodes. I'm sad. That I wasn't able to be there, but I am fucking excited about Biggie and Tupac. Yes. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. I also, oh. Tupac was born the day before me. Oh yeah. Friends. Was- Friends. So Tupac's the day before me, Kendrick Lamar ha- shares my birthday as a bunch of rappers.
0: Well, you know, after researching both of their charts, I feel like it makes a lot of sense that Gemini's would be more artistic people, especially with communicating their art. You know what I mean? Our crazy brain. Also, I feel like Biggie Smalls was a psychic and I feel like that needs to be talked about. So I'm excited about that. And I was thinking, should we name the episode? Is Biggie Smalls a psychic?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I'm so excited to hear your reasons for that.
1: Chef's kiss, perfect, love it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> is Biggie a psychic? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with yes. I don't even know anything. I just know the whole chart, and I know, and he, he informed me on what beef is. You know. Oh
0: man, I was trying to think of something witty to say, and it just <laughs> my brain.
2: Just- Where <laughs> no one's gonna finish it? What's beef? Because when you need two cats to go to sleep. Mom is sure. beef is when your mom's not safe up in the streets beef is when i see you you're guaranteed to be in icu oh shit that's, that's crazy <laughs> biggie taught me what what beef is and that's what it is when you need two guests to go to sleep when your mom is never safe and when wow. people need to fucking recognize <laughs> you're gonna send them to the hospital i see
0: that wow you know that's a little intense biggie
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe we can like rewrite those words and just be like, what's psychic? I don't got the time for that. I couldn't even say the lyrics correctly. So, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I think that you are definitely some sort of lyrical genius. Not that you necessarily write songs, but you do write very moving things like classes and you're able to like speak clearly and speeches and all that jazz. So you are lyrical in a sense. Oh,
2: (laughs) all right so biggie and tupac i want to turn this true crime for a second who did it who's behind it in your opinion who
1: shot you yeah (laughs) i think that biggie was shot by somebody from death row i think it was all suge i think it was suge knight yep somebody or somebody that was working for him is what i mean
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know if he did his own dirty work on that one no, I, I, I don't. Give us the timeline, Tabitha.
1: Talk about Mercury retrograde first. Okay,
0: guys, we are one week away from Mercury retrograde being
2: over. How are we feeling? I I want to be in next week.
1: Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm I'm about done. Yeah. yeah. I'm just about done.
0: So, what's the most Mercury retrograde thing that happened to you last week?
1: <laughs> Tabitha, you want to go first? <laughs> what happened today? oh god the email email. (laughs) what hasn't happened okay so the email i can't get into our email whatever the fuck that was and then i also like i talked about it last week with my phone my phone overheating for no freaking reason and just it's been all of that and then the cord thing with my with my laptop and (sighs) i'm done i'm ready for it to be (laughs) be over
0: we're almost there Actually, the day that this episode comes out, I believe, is
2: the last day of Mercury Retrograde. Thank the Lord, baby Jesus.
1: (laughs) Thanks, fucking God. Yeah,
2: (laughs) because I just, I don't think it really hit me on that much of a techie level as it did just like emotional level. This one was like, let me throw you through the ringer. And I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't give you permission to do that.
0: (laughs) There was no consent, universe.
2: There was no consent. It was very rude. But it's okay. Lessons. Lessons. Absolutely. That's how it works. But I do also find it annoying that I couldn't get Tabitha approved through the email thing. That's all right. Maybe we have to wait till next week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we'll wait till June 2nd. Yeah. And everything will be okay. All of a sudden, it'll just start working. We'll have no issues. (laughs) Mm-hmm. There would have never
2: even been any security clearance issues, nothing.
1: Yeah. I will actually lose my mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I also think it's like coming out of eclipse season with the Mercury retrograde. Definitely. That eclipse was really powerful, especially with it being in Scorpio. Yeah,
0: I really, truly feel like everybody went through a figurative death and was yes. reborn into a new timeline
2: yeah people in my life are all experiencing crazy major major shifts like all all at the same time it's it's wild so come on new moon let's let's end it <laughs>
0: New moon's on its way
2: mm-hmm Mm -hmm.
0: But I did want to discuss some Mercury retrograde aftercare things because after Mercury retrograde is over, we still do have two weeks where Mercury is in a shadow period, uh, which is essentially just the fog is lifting. We are moving and shifting into this new reality that Mercury retrograde created for us. And we're kind of stepping into just analyzing like what happened during mercury retrograde and you know it's a little time for a little more shadow work i mean unfortunately it's not like mercury retrograde ends and the shadow work is over it's like okay well now how do we implement all of the things that we just learned so how do you guys plan on implementing uh some changes from mercury retrograde if there is anything that you want to implement changing i don't know Like, is there anything specific that you have learned during this Mercury retrograde Mm. that is going to shift a pattern for you?
1: That technology is the worst.
0: (laughs) Not to buy technology during Mercury retrograde. Yeah. Or not to start a podcast during Mercury
2: retrograde. (laughs) Those are definitely things we learned. Um, I think for me, one of the things that I learned from just observing the people around me and what they've been going through, it's just realizing how fragile everything is always. And I hate that. My yeah. Capricorn rising wants to always be in control. <laughs> yep. Um, but I feel like finding ways to go with the flow a little more and being grateful for what's happening in the moment and the possibilities that that will help me bring it all together.
0: Yeah. So Help you connect all the dots. Yeah. Nice. So I think the biggest thing that I learned during Mercury Retrograde was just knowing my worth. Essentially, I was working at a job for the past three years. And honestly, it was a decent job. But it got to a point where I was commuting from Westchester to Long Island, and it just wasn't working for me anymore. And normally, I am a people pleaser. So I feel bad when I am leaving people in in what I would call in the lurch when essentially I'm just like moving on with my life, which is totally valid and totally okay Mm -hmm. to not drive over a hundred miles a day to go to work for a job that you're not really making a ton of money at, you know? So I just feel like normally I would just do it until something better came along and just out of loyalty to these people. And when I found out that they were not as loyal to me as I was to them, I decided to just look to get another job. And I'm really grateful that I was able to find something where I'm going to be able to work from home so that I can also focus on my astrology business. We could focus on the podcast and I'm not going to be driving over 100 miles a day paying, you know, $5 a gallon for gas. So Mm -hmm. just realizing that it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say no and at the end of the day you have to do what's best for you because you're the only one that suffers if you don't mic
2: drop yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> i feel bad saying stuff about my my old job because yeah. I, I don't know he's gonna listen to it so
2: <laughs> it's fine though you just speaking the truth you're just flexing that throat chakra true yeah. yeah
1: that's
2: it that is true flex that shit
1: No, I kind of realized similar things like I need to stop. I think one thing for with me is I need to stop overthinking everything. Anthony and I took forever to switch phone providers and we should have just done this months ago. It would have been a lot cheaper, but it took my phone overheating to, you know, make us stop overthinking and just do it. So it's kind of at a shallow like the surface level type of thing. But it's something that I need to work on is I need to stop overthinking everything.
0: Well, just knowing you, Tabitha, it's not a surface level thing. There are many other things you overthink in your life besides cell phone plans. So right. I feel like that realization through the cell phone plan was like, oh, wow, now I got to break this pattern in other places in my life, too.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I need to stop. I need to chill the fuck out and just stop thinking so much. I think you know
2: that I, I resonate with that a whole bunch. And I think that is always the struggle of being a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's our superpower also you know there's the the basements and the balconies of each thing like that can be used as such a good talent because you can dissect every angle of what is going to happen in each situation in a millisecond but if you're also using that for things that are just unnecessary it will just drive you crazy
1: yeah exactly i'm a Gemini sun with a libra moon that's everything both yeah. duality fucking Libras can't make up a decision to save their lives, neither can Gemini's, so I'm just one big indecision.
2: Do you feel like you can't, like, I feel like I can make a decision pretty quickly.
1: But I feel like with your chart, Rachel, like,
0: I feel like you have, with your Capricorn rising and your Leo moon, I feel like that allows you to make the decisions from your heart and from your head, as opposed to making it from, I don't know, because, like, I feel like Libras have a really hard time with indecision. Yeah, like they they're all about balance. So when when they don't know what the right step is to take, they feel incredibly out of balance. So they won't take any step. And then they're viewed as lazy because they're not doing anything. But essentially, like, they just don't want to make the wrong choice. So stop hurting with those feelings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she's not. She's calling me out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> You know, so it's it's just. I understand it, but at the same time, this is where sister signs become really interesting because Aries is the sister sign of Libra and Aries is the opposite. Aries will just make a decision very impulsively, not even think about it and just do it and then regret it later where Libra is like, oh my God, I'm going to stew on this for about a month and then the opportunity is going to pass. And then
1: now I missed
2: it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that more comes from your moon than your sun.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I can make a spontaneous decision, no problem. No problem. <laughs> but, like, major life decisions and even some – actually, even some major life decisions, it's really not that not that hard. But, like, it's little shit, not major shit that I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. Like, where to go to dinner? Anthony will look at me like, all right, tonight's a date night. Where you want to go? Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. You decide. Mm-hmm. Okay. What I've started doing now is I'll if I come down to two decisions, like two choices, I will hold up my hands in fists and I'll make him I'll put one in each like I'll, I'll sit here and I'll be like, okay, this is like Chick-fil-A or like, you know, whatever. This is yeah. McDonald's. And I'm like, pick one. And that's been very helpful. <laughs> Believe it or not, that has been so helpful for me.
0: It's good. I love that. Yeah.
1: I started doing that for the kids. And now I'm just like, wait, I'm doing it for myself now. It makes most. That's
0: funny. Turn it into a game. Make it fun. You have to.
1: That's how you get through life. Make it fun.
0: So with us going into this shadow period, I thought it might be worth mentioning just some tips and tricks to... Make sure that you are working through all of these lessons that you've learned during Mercury retrograde. The biggest one I would really say is just making sure that you're taking time to just look back and be reflective on what has happened from the end of April until the beginning of June. It's really important to look at every moment that something major has happened for you or for the people around you and kind of just reflect on it, journal about it talk to somebody about it and just in general don't ignore the ebbs and flows you just went through all of this because you were meant to learn a lesson so don't let that lesson pass you by actually take it and do something with it break a pattern take a baby step that you wouldn't have taken and just know that the universe put you here for a reason. So it's okay.
2: Yeah. And if you don't do it, it's just going to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> the lesson is just going to circle right back and be like, oh, you, you think you got this? Nope. <laughs> nope. Let's try it again.
1: Just like that X that you can't get rid of.
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> I know that we're all in committed relationships, but I, I worry for the people out there that are not because I know that a lot of Xs, they sneak back in during Mercury retrograde. <laughs>
1: Sneaky fuckers.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It's funny. It's just, I mean, once you know that astrology is real, like, I feel like you just can't. It's one of those things you just can't unsee it. You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
1: Once you start diving down into it, too. Like, I didn't know, you know, when... we're reading you know the tiger beat and all that shit like i didn't know anything about it but once i started learning about like what the different signs like are and what they stand for like i can call out a leo any day of the week now i'm like you're a leo you're definitely definitely fucking leo now like i can it's so funny (laughs) yeah it's fun you
0: guys know i'm a huge advocate for people learning what their whole birth chart looks like because a lot of people will just go their whole lives basing themselves on their sun sign when we have all of these other really intricate and interesting placements and houses and all of this stuff that truly makes up who we are and sometimes the sun sign can be pretty irrelevant for somebody when they have like if somebody for example Tabitha your only placement in Gemini is your sun and I would definitely say that you resonate with that but I See a lot more capricorn and leo in you most days with your stellium there than i do with gemini you know yeah
1: now that i know more about it i am starting to realize like okay wow i because before i was like i don't even relate to capricorn at all but like after we did the chart reading it was like yeah you fucking do yeah yeah it's there right there in your first house don't fucking try don't even yeah and then i do relate a lot more to the leo too it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. I, I relate. It's my Le- my Libra moon. I can definitely see the Sagittarius rising and then the Capricorn and Leo stelliums. That's, that's like who I am.
0: That's literally all of your placements. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you have an
1: Aquarius Saturn. Sorry. <laughs> and a Pluto and Scorpio. <laughs> How dare you? And and excuse me, wish version of Teresa, yeah, <laughs> dream version of Teresa. Oh my god. Okay, so we have to. Tell oh you. well. Oh wish. I know what you mean. The wish, wish version. Like, yes. The okay. fucking wish version. Yeah. Tell Rachel. All right. So we'll just record it again. It's fine. Um. So <laughs> I had this dream right after the astrology reading. All right. That that night. And I also had dreams
0: all night of me and Tabitha looking at her, her, her uh, <laughs> chart. Like, it was so weird. I woke up and I marcoed her and I was like, I just had dreams all night of us reading your birth chart. And then she's like, that's really weird because.
1: All right. Long story short, I was having a dream where we were at my grandmother's house and the house was being like renovated. And that was a whole thing. But Teresa was also there. There was like this big party. Teresa was there. But her and I got separated. And this, this lady comes up to me that looks like the wish version of Teresa. Like you order something on wish. it yeah. looks perfect. It's <laughs> and then you get it and it's like, this is not this is not this is not yeah, Teresa. This is not what I ordered. <laughs> she looked okay, so I'm gonna get mean for a second, but this is the old you're gonna get a visual here, okay. Just complete walked right out of the trailer park like back yeah. hair dye job smoked way too many fucking cigarettes like had a, it just I was like who the fuck she comes yeah. up and she literally she looks at me and she goes I'm Teresa and I was like no no you're not and she was trying so very she's like no I really am like I'm Teresa like ask me anything ask me anything and I was like okay what's my Mercury sign and she was like I've never known that and I was like bullshit we just did an astrology reading you're not Teresa and then I ran away and she was chasing me and I don't know it was really weird
2: (laughs) gotta watch out for Wish man (laughs) you gotta fucking watch out for that shit I think of like Teresa using that filter that everyone's using right now, and they're like, "If you use this, you're either the trashy mom or the hot mom." Like I imagine <laughs> Teresa, looks like the trash mom and is just sitting there.
1: Oh my god!
2: Changing between Cools and Newports.
1: Yeah, this bitch looked. Like, yeah, and then like with a little bit of meth, just a little, just a little, a little hint of mad meth, bit just bit enough. A lot
2: of bad dog. <laughs>
1: Maybe some four loco. Throw it in there. Fuck it.
2: Edward forty hands. (laughs) Highlight my
1: cigarettes with with their cigarettes in the highlight.
2: If I'm
0: doing the Edward forty hands, though, then I have to figure out a way. I would have to need one of those like long cigarette holders so that I could make sure that I'm reaching my cigarettes as I'm drinking my forties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Now we're transitioning from. Mercury retrograde to our first
1: celebrity chart row. Ooh. Yay. We like the John Cena, the pow bow, bow, bow. That was really bad. <laughs> da, da,
0: da, da. That's it. That's it. God damn it. I oh was thinking God. of something my, else. My brother, my younger brother, was obsessed with John Cena when we were kids. I must have gone to the mall and met John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Four, five times.
1: No, not
0: that many times, but he used to like blast his song all the time. So I could sing that shit in my sleep. That's funny. Did you guys watch Peacemaker on HBO with John Cena?
1: No. I
2: did. You watched it, Rachel? I did, and I just want an eagle to hug me. (laughs) That's all I want. Yes, Tabitha yes
0: tabitha you would really enjoy peacemaker you should watch it it's good yeah. got,
2: right. i can't remember her name from *Oranges is the new black as a lead and it's awesome yes okay and now it it's literally inspired me to build a better relationship with my chickens huh. <laughs> i just want a chicken to hug me because it's probably the closest i'll ever get to an eagle hugging me
1: i thought you're gonna say that like that was life goal now is to go hug an eagle and I was like that I sounds mean, really bad yeah, and probably not something yeah. you should do
2: no I think I should do it <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's definitely something that I should aim for you know set your goals high uh I because I would love to hug an eagle so I guess if anybody's out there <laughs> as I scream into the void <laughs> <laughs> a friendly eagle I would like to meet it <laughs> I love Let me it. Hug your
1: eagle. I'm gonna go hug <laughs> an eagle. That's
2: nasty. <laughs> I just
0: feel like their claws would just scratch you up.
2: I'm sure they're I'm sure they're just sweet little angel babies. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> Gotta get John Cena to bring Eagly
2: over. Yeah, that's all I want. I just want to fucking hug an eagle. Is that so much to ask? <laughs> well, you are Snow White, so Yeah. yeah all
1: right, there you go. Mm-hmm. You have a chance. There's a chance.
2: Yeah, I'm going to start with the chickens.
1: <laughs> Work your way up, definitely. Oh. Maybe move from the chickens to, like, a wild bird, like a blue jay.
2: Cool. I was thinking a turkey.
1: There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if a lot smaller, I don't really think they'll really be able to hug me very well. They're, they're like,
1: vicious as fuck, though. They don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, fuck a blue jay. Um, but, <laughs> like, turkeys are out of pocket all the time. Turkeys are just wilding out. So, like, I don't know. I feel like they're just crazy... They're crazy. They're
1: just, all over the place. Um, uh, <laughs> I love turkeys. I love them. We should have gone with Benjamin Franklin's suggestion and had the turkey as the <laughs> national bird.
2: I agree.
1: Yeah. But the eagle is so powerful and strong. Yeah, have I'm you sure. heard one of those motherfuckers like open its fucking mouth? Because it doesn't sound very powerful or strong. An A eagle? turkey or an eagle? An eagle.
0: What does it sound like, Tabitha? It's like have a high eagle? pitched.
1: No, I'm not I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very like it's, it kind of sounds like not something, I don't know. I expected like it open its mouth and like hear missiles or something. <laughs>
2: like a T-Rex roar.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah. Violence. Not at all. Yeah.
2: What's beef? Beef is when you need two gas to go to sleep. Beef <laughs> is when your mom's tape <laughs> in the sheet. Beep is one ICU. You guaranteed to be in ICU. I'm terrified. I am too. Please don't put me in the ICU, Rachel. I won't. I won't. I, an eagle is going to put. I was going
1: to say, I wish that an eagle would open its beak and Biggie would come out.
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Cool. That would be amazing.
0: Yeah, I would love that. We're talking about Biggie Smalls today. We're going to be talking about Tupac. We're going to be talking about their
2: what, Rachel? Booze! <laughs> <laughs> These two rhyming Gemini crazy folk. <laughs> <laughs> the rhyming Gemini crazy folk. <laughs> <laughs> that might actually uh, just be a really great way to represent all gemini's under an umbrella you know <laughs> dogs are in trouble
1: <laughs> my dogs have beef right now is what is yeah. happening
2: <laughs> well do they have two guts to go to sleep
1: Got probably they not safe june, up
2: in the streets <laughs> no <laughs>
1: definitely not june's not june uh serious might be um,
0: i already let the listeners know that uh it's okay because Geminis have three dogs each. (laughs) Yeah, it's a necessity.
1: (laughs) June apparently has beef.
0: (laughs) So what is the timeline here? I have some information. I know some things about Tupac and Biggie. I did my research. I know from what I learned when I was a youth. But I want to be hit with a timeline. Tabitha, I hear you got a timeline for us. I I
1: do have a timeline thanks to biography.com oh oh nice yeah
0: biography.com thanks yeah. sponsor Shout us to you
2: guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay so tupac and biggie their beef is what started the east versus west coast rap like the between the two of them that's what started it
0: mm-hmm. i just want to say that i feel like if anybody can start a beef against two coasts it would be two gemini's
1: <laughs> that's true that's yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong yeah. Okay. So Tupac was born on 6/16/1971 in Bronx, New York. Biggie was 5/21/1972 in New York City, New York. Also,
0: I just think it's interesting that Tupac was older than Biggie. I don't know why. I mean, I know it's not by much, yeah. but I I thought it was opposite.
1: Every Well, yeah, but that's I think that's because of like who Tupac was as a person because everything that I read said that Tupac was, like, a very sensitive, caring person. Like, and it just seems like Biggie was kind of more standoffish. Um, But Mm -hmm. everybody said that, yeah, it was really interesting. Anyway, okay. So they were best friends. Biggie actually asked Pac to be his manager. And Tupac said no. Didn't want to mix friendship with business. They formed a bond off of their mutual respect for each other. Tupac was walking into Times Square's quad recording studio on November 30th, 1994 to work on a project with Biggie and Little Sean. He was gunned down in the lobby, shot five times. He was shot five times. He lived and said that Biggie and manager Puff Daddy, that he said that they were behind it. There wasn't anything proving that, but that was never solved. Tupac was incarcerated. While he was incarcerated, he was visited by Suge Knight of Death Row Records, who offered to post the $1.3 million bail if Tupac joined Death Row. Obviously, he did. This solidified the East versus West Coast rivalry. A uh, few months later, Biggie released Who Shot Ya? Tupac, in return, released Hit him Up, where he claimed to have slept with Biggie's wife, Faith Evans. She denied that. On September 7th, 1996, Tupac and Suge Knight were going to a Mike Tyson fight at the MGM Grand Hotel. Th- there was a fight afterwards between a member of the gang, the Crips, and Tupac knight was involved with the rival bloods gang and members of the entourage stepped into the fight later the car was suge knight and tupac was at a red light and a man emerged from another car fired 13 shots hitting tupac he was in the hospital for six days and eventually died of his wounds after tupac died r.i.p r.i.p after tupac died biggie realized that their feud was what started the east versus west coast rivalry and felt like he had to take the weight on both sides i was kind of paraphrasing but he felt he had to take the weight on both sides wanted peace between the coasts he didn't get to see this piece because he was murdered in the early hours of march 9th 1997 When his SUV, where he was riding with a bodyguard and Lil Cease, was stopped at a red light, another vehicle pulled up alongside and a gunman opened fire.
2: It was a black Impala and it was a hired cop.
1: Biggie was rushed to the hospital, but (laughs) it was too late. Um, So that is where the beef ends, obviously. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Supposedly there's text messages from... Biggie to Tupac before Tupac came to the recording studio where he was like, I think gonna tell him that it was like a setup, kind of. And then they didn't like follow up and do any of that. And then I know that yeah, the cop that was the first on the scene for Tupac's murder, like supposedly Suge also got hit, like grazed, mm-hmm. but there's like no actual proof or evidence of that. But the first cop who got there said that he was like all bloody. But like there's no actual record of hospital visit or anything like that. Mm. And then, and then, and then you know, I love a good conspiracy theory.
0: Conspiracy. I, I was just gonna say, like, isn't this like one of the craziest unsolved mysteries yeah. out there? Yeah. Like yeah. somebody yeah. has to know what
2: happened. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Can you hit um, us up and tell us, please? It was all <laughs> night.
2: <Yeah. laughs> Let us know. Actually, don't. Don't come for us. I'm sorry. Um,
1: (laughs) Don't come for us. I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Um, But there was this whole speculation that Tupac's murder was a cop because Suge Knight actually had LAPD cops on his payroll for security. And then it turned out that the bullets that were used to kill Biggie are like very rare. And it ends up the cop who was hired by Suge Knight had these bullets. Yeah, I'm a little all over the place, but still conspiracy.
1: Yeah, I think that Tupac probably had something to do gang related because they were fighting with the Crips that night. And then with Suge Knight being affiliated with the Bloods, I think that it was I think Tupac was gang related. But I feel like Suge Knight or well, somebody from Death Row, somebody from Death Row Records, not to name names. (laughs) (laughs) Not the name shug
2: hiding under your bed before you go to sleep. <laughs> this is my guess for my expertise. If I
1: mysteriously die, no, yeah. I didn't.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> being of sound mind and body. Yeah.
2: Well, I think there was there was another conspiracy thing too that was saying that like Shug Knight would have gotten a whole bunch of money had Tupac died. And I think the same thing with with. P Diddy, we puff daddy. Rue thinks so too.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: she agrees. She's like, "Hey, was Suge night?"
1: <laughs> I wish you could have seen the look on June's face right now. She's over by the window, and she was just looking at me like side eyeing, but like, like she could hear, like she could hear yeah. Rue barking. I'm like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. the look on her face is so funny. Yeah. That's okay. not a bark I'm familiar with. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, Tupac had a Gemini stellium. Did you see that one?
0: Yeah, Yes, he did. Gemini stellium. Tupac did have a Gemini stellium. He had a Gemini sun. He has an Aries moon. There was no birth time available, so we don't have his rising sign or his houses. So in that case, we're still going to read the charts because it's still very interesting to see what Uh, signs each one of these placements is in. But usually when we do have the uh, rising sign, it's a little bit easier to dive deeper and really dissect a chart uh, because we have what houses everything is affected by. So anyway, Gemini Sun, Aries Moon, Gemini Mercury, Gemini Venus, Aquarius-Mars, Scorpio-Jupiter, Taurus-Saturn, Libra-Uranus, Sag-Neptune, and Virgo-Pluto. His north node was also in Aquarius, and his Chiron was in Aries. So looking at Tupac's chart, I find it really interesting because when he was on stage, and through his music, and through his fans, he seemed like he was a really kind, caring, and super sweet person. He was able to entice a crowd, but also based on the Aries moon, Aquarius and Mars placements, I truly feel like Yes, he was definitely like a stand up guy in that sense. But with those placements, it's kind of hard to really let people super close to you, in a sense. So I feel like, yes, he had all of this stage presence. And he had all of this confidence. He was very assertive. He was, you know, he he completed tasks, you know, he did all of that stuff. But People getting close to him was actually really hard, it seems to me, like getting really close to him. And I find that kind of very interesting with his whole beef with Biggie because all Biggie wanted to do was be his friend, work with him and have him have them rise together. And Tupac's kind of just like, nah, sorry.
2: (laughs) So I want to I want to jump off of this because Tupac Stellium is my stellium. So I have the same exact Gemini placements as Tupac. And I just feel with what you just said, like something had to happen behind scenes because it does take a while to like get, you know, that like real kind of closeness just because of the Venus in Gemini. But you know, we're loyal as fuck. We're some loyal ass -ass people, Gemini. Once you get in there, you know? Yeah. Where Ryder dies. And if you fucking do anything, we will cut you off like that. And something had to go down. Something had to go down. It's it's all loyalty and love until somebody fucking betrays you and does some dumb shit, which, you know, that makes sense if he really feels like Biggie was behind that one shooting, like his his robbery. Yeah. His jump. Um, because I know. Yeah. For me anyone does anything that's like fucked up i'm like uh uh-uh, uh you're dead to me like <laughs> you're dead to me like it's literally or you do anything to me or anyone that i love yeah it's over it's, yeah. it's, it's just and it's it's not even super dramatic it's just done yeah it's yeah. just i'm done and i'm ne- like i'm over it and like if anyone says anything i won't be like fuck that person <laughs> like, i won't even go into like why but i'll just be like yo fuck that person no, nay nay. nay nay. What is your
0: Mars placement again, Rachel? Is it Leo?
2: Hold, please. Um, My Mars is Pisces. Pisces.
0: I feel like that also makes sense because you take, like, Pisces tend to take things really, like, deeply to heart. And Mars is where our aggression comes from as well. So, like... Besides your Gemini placements, to me, it also makes sense that, like, that would feel so deeply wounded for you if somebody treated you that way. That, like, it's just easier to let them go never talk to them again and pretend like they never existed than Mm -hmm. to try to ever rebuild that kind of bond, you know?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. if, if, If the bond happens, it'll take years. Yeah. Of, like, that person just not being in my existence and then me, like, randomly seeing them or something and, like, maybe, like, a hello. Yeah. You bitch is salty. (laughs) (laughs) But also Pisces is the other twin too, you know? Yeah. I think that makes sense with him being in Mars. Yeah. But that's
0: not his Mars. (laughs) No, his Mars is Aquarius.
2: Yeah. But I can just totally relate to looking at that because we, the only other Geminis I have, the Gemini Chiron and his is an Aries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, Also, I feel like with his Aries moon, it makes him very like a very complex and entertaining person. Because this placement is super sincere, but it also contributes to like lack of self control. So a lot of Aries moons have a really hard time with like not wearing their emotions on their sleeve, says the Aries moon. Mm -hmm. Um, So (laughs) if we feel some type of way, like you will know it and you will feel it like 100%. Even if it only lasts for a short period of time, what we can say and what we can do can also be very super damaging for the people around us also. So like, I do also agree with you, Rachel, that something had to have happened behind the scenes for this beef to have started, of course. But at the same time, I feel like maybe like Tupac said something and also because I want to also go over Biggie's placements because Biggie has a lot of cancer placements so I feel like with the cancer placements for him it 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 hit him in a place where like maybe Tupac was really upset one day and said something extremely hurtful that Tupac never thought of again but Biggie took to heart because Biggie has a Tupac I'm uh Biggie has a Tupac Venus
2: He's got a cancer cancer Venus. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's interesting because he has a cancer Mars too. Yeah. And
2: and Tupac has both of those in Gemini. Yeah. So I could also see how like Gemini would say something and like not even see how it would affect somebody with cancer placements. Right.
0: Yeah. So especially it's the Cancer Venus and the Cancer Gemini, but also the Aquarius uh, Mars versus the Aquarius Cancer that also because Aquarius can be Aquarius is, is very kind a lot of the time, very like humanitarian, wants to be nice, but they also have this side of them that they can just kind of flip off and never, ever talk to a person again if they wanted to. They, they have the ability to be very detached, where Cancer has this ability to be uber super hyper attached and i'm not saying that somebody that has a cancer mars is going to be like super attached to people because mars is an interesting placement for cancer but i can see how like holding grudges is something that is incredibly strong with that placement
1: yeah Mm -hmm. so do you think it was biggie or somebody on biggie's team that shot tupac in the beginning
0: well, if the text messages are real, the, the mention of the text messages of Biggie potentially trying to warn Tupac about the shots, is that at the record deal that you were talking about that with Rachel at the record studio?
2: Yeah, the recording studio in New York City. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like, and
2: Biggie and P. Diddy were there at, like, up in the recording room.
0: Right, and you said yeah. that text
2: messages were... Found before it. Well, the text messages were before Tupac went there. Um, And then they just, it was kind of like Biggie was, I don't know what the exact text or anything said, but from what I kind of remember is that it was kind of cryptid in the sense that, like, once. After reading the text message and after the event happened, you could kind of tell that he prob- he might have known because it was kind of like a little bit of a warning-esque thing. But then they just didn't get to touch base again until Tupac showed up and okay. then the robbery happened. And then I know there was some other stuff too about like the rings that Tupac had, Biggie was then wearing
0: Just to go over Biggie's placements really quick, just so that I could line them up a little bit more for you guys. Now, I went on to this website. I I searched multiple websites for the charts to see if any of them had the birth time. And I did find the birth time for Biggie on one website. I'm not saying that this is definite because it was only one website out of like seven that I looked at. But to me, it kind of makes sense what his rising sign would be. So I'm just going to say he potentially had this rising sign. So Biggie has a Gemini sun, a Virgo moon, his Mercury is in Taurus, Venus is in Cancer, Mars is in Cancer, Jupiter is in Capricorn, Saturn is in Gemini, which I also found really interesting, Uranus is in Libra, Neptune is in Sagittarius, and Pluto is in Virgo. He has his North Node in Capricorn, which means South Node in Cancer, and also since Aries, uh, I'm sorry, Chiron. It takes a long time to travel around. Chiron was still hanging out in Aries at that time when they were born.
1: So... What's his potential rising sign?
0: Pisces. Mm. And I feel that because I feel like Pisces, Hmm. number one, are ruled by Neptune. And I feel like Biggie talks about hypnotizing people. (laughs) literally a song yeah he talks about dreams he talks about all of these like very interesting little things that like somebody ruled by neptune i would not be like you know it just i don't know like the man literally wrote a song about hypnotizing people he talks about dreams in his songs and in this case two plus two equals four. Also Big Papa and like the modern, the traditional ruler of Pisces is Jupiter. Like, I don't know. I just feel like there are a lot of things that kind of line up to his music career and him having a Pisces rising. Also Pisces are super artistic people. They're visionaries. They are very artistic, you know, things like that. So I don't know. Maybe this person was on to something, but like I said, it's just potential. I only saw it on one website, so it may not be correct. But what I think is really interesting is if Biggie did send these text messages to Tupac kind of alluding to what was going on, I can definitely see that reflected in his Virgo moon and also in like his Cancer Venus and Cancer Mars. And the reason I say that is because Virgo moons tend to be critical of self a lot of the time. So like if they do something that they don't like that they did, I wouldn't be surprised if he wanted to try to like back out of that with his Cancer. Venus and Cancer Mars because those two placements also probably shifted him into a place where like he wanted to nurture and actually care for this person who he he viewed as somebody that he wanted to work with and viewed as a really good friend before whatever went down that caused this this beef and caused all of this stuff to happen so
1: what type of messages were that because this was in the 90s like the early 90s when he was shot so I don't
2: Oh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be a text message. Yeah, but... it's
1: some sort of... Um,
2: maybe it was on on his beeper.
1: On his beeper, on his pager.
2: <laughs> pager, that's what I meant to
1: say. Well, it
0: was, when... it was 1994. There, was, there wasn't text messaging in 1994.
1: God, no. Maybe emails. I
2: feel like there might have
1: been, because
2: 2006 is when the first iPhone came out. I just remember that because it was the year I graduated. The first text
0: message was sent on December 3rd,
1: 1992. Hmm. I stand corrected.
0: But, I mean, I'm sure text messaging, It that was when you had to, you know, press every letter 37 times to get to the letter C, you know?
2: Don't hate on T9.
1: <laughs> that was my shit. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I had one of those brick phones.
2: Yeah, I remember I got my first flip phone. I had a button on the side to flip it open. I thought I was the coolest fucking person. Oh, my
1: God. I had a Nextel. Do you guys ever see the Nextel? Oh, I had a
2: Nextel. I had oh, a my brick.
1: God. Those Nextels yeah. are so... Oh, the first phone that I had was a Nokia, like, brick phone. And I remember I wanted to change the case, so you had to take the outside part off in order to change the cell phone case. And I had a smiley, like, emoji one that wasn't emojis because emojis didn't exist yet, but it was just a bunch of smiley faces on it. Yeah. And that was my first cell phone case. <laughs> Check it out. My first ringtone
2: was uh, salt and pepper. Nice. Mm-hmm. But it was just like that beep, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Yeah, it was just...
1: I can hear that because I, I I'm pretty sure I had that one or I know somebody who did. I can hear that in my head right now.
2: Yeah, I remember having to ask my mom if I could download it for a dollar. <laughs> That's funny.
1: <laughs> wow, yeah. the good old days. <sighs> the good old
0: days. I had Nextels as well. My dad owned a construction company, so I was I was lucky enough to be gifted with a uh, with a, a Nextel.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep, I had a. Uh... My dad didn't own one, but he worked for our local township and he had the same thing. So he would just, I would be out with my friends and I'd have my Nextel on my hip because I was super cool. Mm -hmm. And it would just go off and it would be my dad, Tabitha. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Just yelling at me and my friends would be like, what the fuck, man? And I'd be like, well, beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) Chirp. I'd alert him all the time because he could double press it and alert people and it would just go off until it... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I missed my Nextel. I missed my Nextel. That was my favorite phone I think I've ever had. Ever. Hands down. Yep. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Nextels. Anyway, so obviously they Nexteled each other.
2: Yeah. I guess. I guess. I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I just think that the reason why I think that Biggie is psychic
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah that's the like whole cool thing. Yeah, I think he's definitely about that.
1: psychic. <gasps> he didn't have anything to do with Tupac's murder, with him getting shot. He just knew it was going to happen because he's psychic. Yo. Yo. That's Yo. it. you got it.
2: I'm
0: a
1: genius. I figured right, guys, it out.
0: See you next week. Bye.
1: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see you next week with, with Tabitha solves a fucking murder. murder. Yes. murder.
2: We'll solve other murders. <laughs> we're changing the direction of the podcast oh man oh
0: man that's funny (laughs) okay Okay. so this is the thing okay let me tell you let me let me let me me me, let me learn you the thing i'm I'm
1: excited to learn the thing
0: i'm pulling up his his zodiacal wheel because i have everything written out but i want to look at the wheel it makes it easier for me so if this person had this pisces rising mm-hmm. biggie okay this is all based on on if biggie had this pisces rising okay
1: so he has it it's canon now
0: it's canon now we did yeah. it yeah. we're in we're in it mm-hmm. so if biggie has this pisces rising his 12th house is ruled by pisces oh no i'm sorry let me start over <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you guys like my rewinding? I appreciated that.
2: Real Missy Elliott vibes. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
1: we need to do her chart next i love her yeah me too yeah Uh i love her
0: okay so if biggie has this pisces rising looking at how his chart breaks down that means that his first house is ruled by pisces which means that his whole chart is ruled by neptune which neptune is essentially the psychic planet okay neptune is the one that breaks the delusions brings in the psychic dreams it's the the prophet the wisdom the wizard that is how i view pisces okay then the fourth house which is the house of where our soul lives in biggie's chart is ruled by cancer that's where his venus and mars is then his eighth house is ruled by scorpio which when your eighth house is ruled by scorpio it is also very or if you have prominent eighth house placements it can show that you have psychic abilities. His ninth house is also ruled by Sagittarius. So with his ninth house being ruled by Sagittarius with his natal Neptune in there, that also points to somebody that has psychic abilities.
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's a lot.
0: So if this chart, if Biggie is in fact a Pisces rising, Biggie is a psychic. Thank you.
1: He saw (laughs) Tupac's shooting and tried to warn him. Good. See, Biggie yeah. was just trying to help him. He was just he trying to help,
2: but he was like, "Nah, that's not going to happen." Yeah, that was just a dream. Yeah, yeah. I he used to read d- Word Up magazine.
1: <laughs> he didn't trust his intuition. It was all a dream. He
2: was, <laughs> yeah, he was hypnotized. That's what it was all about. Was that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that song is about him dreaming about Tupac's incident. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't check out really, but you know, it's
1: it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. No, it's it it makes sense. This it is does. this is we are in our greatest highest good reality.
2: Thanks,
0: Phoenix. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, what is the ninth house again? What is that? The ninth house is religion, spirituality, higher learning, all of that stuff. Yeah.
2: And that was was Sage, but that's where his natal Neptune was. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, like when looking at a chart, you can see psychic abilities in the first the fourth, the eighth, and the twelfth house. Uh, also the ninth house as well, because the ninth house does rule spirituality and all of that stuff. But people can be psychic and not be spiritual. I mean, I know that they generally go hand in hand, but there are people who are not super spiritual that are psychic. So
1: yeah. um, you were talking about the different psychic placements. Do they show up? What houses were they again?
0: The first house? Which is the house of self. The fourth house, which is where your IC lives, which is technically in the astrological chart where your soul lives. That also rules family, ancestors, childhood traumas, like that kind of stuff. Okay. The Eighth House, which is all about mystery and sex and death and taxes and the occult and inheritances and all of that kind of stuff. And then the Ninth House rules spirituality, religion, higher learning, travel, things of that nature. You could actually also probably find it in the 10th house as well because that is your midheaven and that's where your legacy is. That's what your mark you're going to leave on the world, things of that nature. And then the 12th house because the 12th house is all about your subconscious. That's all hidden things that you don't want other people to see. So it's possible if you have... Like for example, Biggie, uh, his 12th house would be ruled by Aquarius, but Pisces is still in his 12th house. So he also has all of the other placements too, and it's still in his first house. So So it also depends on what planets are in those houses as well. Like the moon is one that if it's in any of those houses that may show psychic placements. Neptune depends on where Sagittarius is in your chart as well. Things of that nature, because Sagittarius... Sagittarius is all about the higher learning, higher wisdom and that kind of stuff, too. So Sagittarius can also like Rachel, I believe you have a Sagittarius Neptune in your first house. And mm-hmm. I feel like that is I I know for a fact that that is a pretty psychic placement and that's also all about intuition and all of that stuff as well. So it depends on a lot of things. And this is what I love about astrology is that it's like literally never ending. (laughs) All of the stuff that you learn is never ending because... There are so many different placements. And then once you start diving into like different asteroids and like other things that aren't just these main planets that you're learning, you're diving into aspects, you're diving into decans. There's so many things. It's literally endless. And that's what I love about astrology because just every, just these different combinations can show different types of abilities. So if we're gonna talk about my chart, my Leo son is in the ninth house. So for me that shows me that like the part of me that is meant to shine is the is my spiritual world is my spiritual life is continuing this higher learning. In my 8th house I have a lot of cancer placements. So once again, my 8th house is ruled by cancer, my 4th house is ruled by Pisces and my 12th house is ruled by Scorpio. <laughs> you know, yeah. so it's it's a lot of stuff like that that just shows like somebody that has intuition somebody that can kind of connect to the other side and that takes higher learning to a higher level. Oh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate that. Interesting.
2: So there it is. Our first dive into celebrity charts.
1: It ended up not being super roasty, but like we kind of got, I don't know. I don't want to roast Tupac and Biggie though. I like,
2: yeah. Like I think you got to kind of like respect them. Yeah. They've, they've crossed over the rainbow bridge.
1: (laughs) Uh, So
2: (laughs) I, uh, but in a sense i mean we did we didn't roast them
1: no but But we got deep but
2: but we called them out we called them out yes
1: they feel significantly called out wherever they are right now
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) well
0: also are they actually dead
1: that's where i was going i was was literally thinking that i was gonna ask that at like a couple when rachel was talking about conspiracy theories i was like here's another one is tupac actually dead
2: i know he's in cuba or something oh yeah so yeah Okay, Rachel,
0: hit us with mm. it. Is Tupac dead? No. 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 Nope. No. You know, I don't know. I just have this feeling in my soul, in my soul, guys, <laughs> that he's not dead. And in I, your fourth house. In my fourth <laughs> He's hanging out <laughs> in my fourth house. Yeah. I
1: have this feeling. <laughs> I'm going to say that from now on every time. Yeah. I have a feeling in, in the Justin house. Timberlake song. I've got this feeling. Oh, God. <laughs> oh wait no that's inside my bones never mind Yeah, that's all right. inside rework. my fourth house <laughs> i'm done now
2: gemini season what's beef beef is when your fourth house just won't go to sleep
0: <laughs> bringing it back full circle yeah
2: mm-hmm. uh when she talks in the cuban streets yeah mm-hmm.
0: well It's all very interesting. I'm glad that we discussed it. I'm glad to know more about Tupac and Biggie now and their beef and their charts. And, you know, it's very interesting to compare. For me, I... I say this all the time. You'll probably hear me say this 17,000 times. I love dissecting a whole chart, just learning Mm -hmm. everything about the person. The biggest tip that I can give to anybody that is trying to get into an astrological practice is to get the chart of every single person that you know and then just watch how they act. watch how they act watch how they react watch how they are in their deepest lowest moments and then you'll truly learn how each placement works and that's honestly that's how i really started in my astrological journey is i learned my chart and then i was like ooh i wonder what this person's chart is ooh i wonder what this person's chart is and you know i did some research here and there but it's really important to also trust your intuition in astrology because there are rules but it also is very intuition based as well so have fun with it look at all your friends and family's charts and if you want somebody to roast them give us a call
2: <laughs> yeah and also let us know who you want to actually have us roast we're gonna to have to do people that we can legit drag i mean i know we have a good working list we won't share the list not yet yeah we got a good list you'll see yeah Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> keep listening
2: Just drag everybody I can't wait it's like those
0: reels on uh on instagram that's like watch till the end like, you like yeah.
1: know what i
2: mean <laughs> yeah don't tell me what to do <laughs> But I do feel like that's going to be, uh, you know, Tabitha and I's opportunity to really shine.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> I like that we chose them this episode because it is Gemini season. Let's honor, yeah. let's honor these Geminis. I think that it was a really cool choice. But I also feel like talking about something that is more true crime. It's it's hard to to fully roast a true crime you know? yeah. right now we're just making excuses anyway we're just making excuses. <laughs> we'll be more fun later guys we promise yeah.
1: <laughs> no i think this was fun
0: it was it was we're fun we have a lot of good fun that is funny
1: we are fun
0: <laughs> tabitha i want you to tell me something i want you to tell me something about the moon phases starting oh, the moon
1: phases starting from
0: Monday, June 6th. June (laughs) 6th? Okay. So guys, we decided that we're gonna, uh, we wanted to offer a segment to to you guys for this podcast as well that we could touch on every week. This week we're gonna focus on the moon cycles for next week, starting on June 6th and working through June 12th. Tabitha's got the lowdown in the skinny for you guys.
1: I've got the lowdown. I've got the 411. Oh. So From Monday, June 6th to Sunday, June 12th. We are talking about the moon phases and what signs they are going to be in and how to work with those signs or with those phases. So June 6th is a waxing crescent moon. It moves from Leo into virgo june 7th is for first quarter in virgo june 8th is a waxing gibbous and it moves from virgo into libra june 9th is a waxing gibbous in libra this is a thursday jupiter day that's why i said it because i really like doing a lot of prosperity work on a waxing moon on a thursday because of jupiter anyway
0: and also with it it would be in the sign of libra then
1: yes it is in the sign of libra
0: so libra also helps restore balance so i feel like that
1: that was another yep that was why i felt i was like okay this is this is this is the
2: day (laughs) guys this is a good thursday
1: thursday (laughs) do prosperity work so june 9th waxing gibbous in libra uh june 10th is a waxing gibbous and it moves from libra into scorpio June 11th is a waxing gibbous in Scorpio, and June 12th is a waxing gibbous in Scorpio. To work with Virgo, so that is June 6th through June part of June 8th, uh, Virgo is about setting boundaries, uh, working on self-care, and healing your inner child. That is how you work with the moon in Virgo.
0: I also feel like that's really a good time to like do some yoga, get some Reiki done, you know. Yep. Focus on like, the things that are going right in your life versus the things that are going wrong. Virgos have a tendency to be critical, so just know that that if that comes up for you, to just to be gentle with yourself during that time.
1: Libra is the latter half of June 8th through the first part of June 10th, and that is about balance, relationships, harmonizing, and justice. Balance, especially with relationships financially, this is a good time to do financial work and justice work.
0: Totally. And since we're meeting up with that Thursday there, and we're talking about like doing all the prosperity work and everything like that, I feel like it's super important when the moon is in Libra that you focus on standing tall and standing proud in your truth and in who you are. Because Libras have the tendency to overthink, as we discussed earlier. So (laughs) with that tendency to overthink, making sure that you're setting boundaries and sticking to them during that moon phase is super important, especially because you're working to build up to the full moon in Sagittarius on the 14th so through building up to that moon that is in Sagittarius and Jupiter rules Sagittarius so we're going back to Jupiter again because we're always going to be talking about Jupiter
1: (laughs) (laughs) the jupe troop jupe troop
0: (laughs) I think that it's really important to just focus on once again just being proud of who you are you are the person that has finished 100% of your days don't forget that
1: Okay, and then the latter half of June 10th uh, through June 12th is the moon waxing moon in Scorpio. So, Scorpio is a time to look inward, transformation, whatever that means to you, shadow work and making sure that you hold it, you hold space for that shadow side. Really work with that shadow side, work up to it. Maybe circle back around to healing the inner child. Mm.
0: Inner child work is good during Scorpio moon for sure. And you know what it is about Scorpios that a lot of people don't see because sometimes shadow Scorpios have that tendency to be jealous and overbearing and that kind of stuff. But that's just because they don't know how to love, you know, and I'm not saying every Scorpio, I'm saying the people that haven't done the work. They don't know how to love and they don't know where to place that passion. So It's important to just know that like when the moon is in Scorpio, surface level shit is like not it. Like you want to get deep, you want to get emotional, you want to feel the feelings. And if you don't work on feeling the feelings, the universe will probably make you feel the feelings anyway. So (laughs) just be aware that when the moon is shifting through that zodiac sign, that trauma feelings may come up, as Tabitha said, and you may realize that some emotional bonds are not as strong as you thought they were, unfortunately. I know that that sounds rough. Don't mean it to sound rough, but it's a time of realization and it's a time of
1: introspection.
0: And these are the things that usually come along with Scorpio placements
1: yeah not a, not a time for sugar Mm-mm. coating so some crystals that you can use to help help you get through this time so for virgo working with the moon in virgo june 6th through june 8th malachite for power and healing Star Ruby for walking your spiritual path as a human being, claiming your greatest potential and possibilities. Rose Quartz for loving yourself and opening your heart to receive healing. Selenite for cleansing and it helps to connect with your higher self.
0: I just want to say love a good selenite. Love
1: a good selenite. Preach. Do not put that one up your butt. (laughs) Or in water. Or in water. Don't do that. Or Malachite. Don't do that either.
2: Yeah. No. The general rule
0: is if it ends with it, don't put it in one. Or up
1: your butt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so working with the moon in Libra from the latter half of June 8th to the beginning of June 10th. Moonstone for harmony, problem solving, and it is extra powerful when used in conjunction with the moon phases. That's why it's called Moonstone. Love a good moonstone. Love also. a good moonstone. Uh, lipidolite for stress relief, purification of the emotional body, eases anxiety, and it h- helps to harmonize your emotions and life. <laughs> <laughs> harmonize your life.
2: You'll harmonize your entire <laughs> life. Just get a lipidolite. Life. <laughs> harmonized. Every aspect. Yeah.
0: We are not doctors.
2: Um, <laughs> also, I. <laughs> doctors we're both we're doctors, doctors and 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 law enforcement agents <laughs> we we have
0: it all
1: we're detectives we just solved biggie and pox murders yeah.
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're you're doctors. all welcome I was gonna say thank you <laughs> thank you goodbye <laughs>
0: I feel like lepidolite, lepidolite, however you say it. For me, the first time that I touched one, it was like a high vibrational stone for me and I could not wear it. I was like, this needs to fuck all the way off. And it wasn't until recently that I could really connect with the energy of it. And I always find it really interesting when that happens. And then when people try to tell me that crystals are just fake and I'm like, no, bitch,
1: Mm -hmm. I feel them. I felt them. Yeah. (laughs)
2: I'm not familiar with lapidolite at all, but it just—it sounds skeevy to me. I don't like that. (laughs) I don't like the name. No, no, lapidolite. No, I don't like it. It's—it smells in like urine in my mind.
1: No, it's so. It's a really nice stone too. I'm sure, it's really you know. pretty and like purple, and Charlotte loves hers. Uh, Teresa wrapped one when she was down here visiting, and Charlotte nice. loves it. All
2: right, I mean, like I'll explore lepidolite, but I just really hate. The I name. feel like
1: I could hear lepidolite. how much you hated it in the way you just said it <laughs> <Yeah>. too.
0: <laughs> lepidolite. <laughs> Some people call it yeah. lepidolite. If that makes you feel better, no,
2: that's not- that does really. I don't know. if I- remember that oh
1: god i hate (laughs) lepidolite lepidolite Lepidolite. 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 i hate that which one's worse they're both they're both worse they need to change it it. (laughs) needs to be renamed i would like to file (laughs) a complaint (laughs) (laughs) with the national geological society
2: yeah, if anyone knows who we need to write a letter to, if you could let us know. Yeah, thanks.
1: Formal Bye. complaint, please and thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you. So back to Libra crystals. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I like.
1: Opalite. Uh-huh. Opalite. Pushes out negativity. It pushes it out. All the way out. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't put, put that one in your butt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 butt. Try to push it out. Yeah, you you yeah, might I'm be pushing
1: out the that. wrong type of negativity you put it in <laughs> your butt into. <laughs> Dream a little. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think you're gonna have a good day.
2: Get the ice out of your butt.
0: <laughs> I feel like all of these stones for Libra are super aesthetically pleasing, and Libras are so into the aesthetics. I noticed and it that just makes my heart happy. <laughs> I had
1: a, I had an issue with opalite for like a while because I have one and it's beautiful. Actually, not totally staring at it right here in front of my face. And then I found out that they were man-made and I was like, ugh, gross. Like, not real. But, you know, I.
2: Yeah, you tricked me with your rainbow. Yeah. (laughs) How dare you? Yeah. But,
0: you know, if you look at how it's created and how it's made. Exactly. Apply the metaphysical to that, too. It makes a
1: lot more sense now that, you know, after I after I found out how it was made, I'm like, all right, I can vibe with you. I'm I'm (laughs) picking up. I'm picking up what you're putting down.
0: And also you have a Libra moon, so mm-hmm. look at that. All of these stones are good for you, Tabitha.
1: I'm a sparkly bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Opalite pushes out negativity. Don't put it up your butt. You're going to be pushing out the wrong kind. <laughs> yeah. It eases pain.
2: A whole kind of planetary phenomenon <laughs> you
1: <don't> even- <laughs> it back. Oh, man. Alright, it eases pain. That's blocking your heart chakra. It is also good for new beginnings and transitions. The last stone for Libra is turquoise. And that is good for loyalty, friendships, and building connections with other people.
2: I love me a turquoise. love Mm -hmm. turquoise. Make
1: sure that it is not a dyed light. If it is cheap, it is a dyed light.
2: Yes. Yeah. But
0: the blue and turquoise is just Mm -hmm. something I want to Mm -hmm. dive into. And live inside of it forever. Yep. Such a dream. Yeah. It is. It's so pretty.
1: Mm-hmm. I feel that way about appetite too. The blue appetite. Mm-hmm. Yes. I have an appetite. <laughs> got <laughs> an app- I got an appetite.
2: i cake right <laughs> now.
1: It's funny how these are kind of working out too. Because you pointed that out. And now I'm kind of like. Okay. Like Virgo is very. It'll, it's, it's almost coming off like heart chakra based with like Mm -hmm. the selenite moonstone or you know libra is very aesthetically pleasing and then scorpio is all like darker crystals like darker colored so like mysterious and magic yeah all right (laughs) it'll be in scorpio june 10th the latter half of june 10th through june 12th and to work with that you should use black moonstone which is good and good for seeing into your darkest self. So working with that shadow side, your deepest feelings, mysticism and power.
0: I love black. This, moon is just, this is just, this is just going to be a, or the rest of our segment is how much we love crystals. crystals. <laughs> but have you ever seen a black? moon I stone?
1: love black moon. It's so pretty.
0: Oh my God. It makes you feel that it makes you feel that that connection to the the inner child for me it's inner child 100%. yeah percent yeah it makes me feel a connection to that part of myself and it's just so it's so it fills my heart with so much love and it's just a great stone you it guys, is we're stoners <laughs> we're st- <laughs> 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 not really just crystal stoners
1: well. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we can cut that. No, it stays. I don't even smoke. I was just I'm saying, like- well, <laughs> no, I'm
0: the only one that does. As I hit my, as I hit my weed pen,
1: yeah. <laughs> Oh my Surprise, god. It was me. <laughs> the one that's denying it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Scorpio. Black moonstone. Bloodstone. Uh heals your relationship to your body, brings black brings balance back to imbi- back to embodiment of whole self. Blood. That was really hard to say. Um, so that's definitely for me, that's something that I struggle with a lot with my shadow side. So, work with your shadow side. Work with Bloodstone.
0: I love Bloodstone, too. It's it's very pretty with the greens and the reds. And I love that it con- connects to your blood. Connects to the circulation of your blood.
1: Yeah. This one, I'm not 100% sure how to say, but it's sugar light? It sounds like a shitty yeah. drink.
2: <laughs> I think it's sugalite. That one's just good for mercury retrograde in general. Because that has to do with, like, electronics and stuff, too. Like, people... Well, like they have like the pop socket things, like these guys on the back of the phones. They make them in with that crystal. Oh. Like things even add on there. Okay. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know all the reasons why, but I know that's like. There you
1: right. go. Let's
2: deflect
0: that EMF,
2: folks. Yeah, there it is. That shit.
1: <laughs> My dogs are I starting beef with each other in the background. Sorry. What's it's beef? beef?
2: What's beef?
1: This what's for dinner. <laughs>
2: this what's for dinner. <laughs> <Because when laughs> you too
1: you're up, to go to sleep.
2: You're up in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man.
1: Okay. So sugalite is,
2: is sounds like a really shitty drink. I think it's sugalite. Sugalite. It's actually it's actually sugalite. Sugalite
1: <laughs> is good for yeah. karmic and ancestral healing.
2: Uh, uh, I don't well. think so. <laughs> yeah. We didn't do Suge chart. We don't know. I could look it up real quick.
1: My dogs need two gats to go to sleep. Sorry. I- <laughs> All
2: right. Wait, how do you spell
0: it?
1: S U G I L I T E.
0: Oh, no. Suge Knight. Suge
1: Knight. S H U G. Oh, like a knight. Like he's a knight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Sorry. It's S.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay
0: this man does not
2: look happy
1: all right sugalite good for or Sugalite. <laughs>
2: it's suglite
1: Sugalite, Shug- <laughs> Shug- otherwise known as suglite is good for karmic and ancestral healing letting go and letting go of that which no longer serves and healing your subconscious mm. The next crystal is Snowflake Obsidian. It is good for being a light in the dark or it helps you see a light in a dark time. Good for grounding your spiritual self and your energy in physical life. Garnet is good for sensuality, pleasure, enjoyment without guilt, which is all of Scorpio almost. (laughs) And it helps you feel good in your own skin. And I really want to go dive into a pool of Garnet now.
0: Oh my god, yes garnet is good
2: that would hurt that would be painful <laughs> yeah,
1: worth yeah, it
0: i love garnet worth it sure yeah actually it's
1: funny Without because that, that i was but. i was writing this down and i was like huh and i have a garnet bracelet that i put on today i don't wear it often but i was like i'm gonna put it on today and i dressed with well, the way that i dressed to go to soren's thing was outside of my comfort zone. Sco- the comfort zone so helping me mm. feeling good in my own skin it's very interesting.
0: Nice. It's like you're a witch or something. Right?
1: Shout out to Shout out Garnet. to Garnet.
0: I agree. And Sugar Well, I actually pulled up his chart really quick. So did we you don't just have call Sugalite
1: light or Sugar Ray? It's just No, oh, I did it. <laughs> I didn't
2: do that. god, I just heard yeah. sugar <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is their song? That song I
0: like. Just wanna I just want to fly. Just want to fly. and not flying so high? Put your arms around, you me, baby, like an eagle! All right, that's it. We're done. We're done now. Nothing else could be said. Goodbye. We've, we've gone right. full circle. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can always rely on it, Jem. Absolutely.
0: Do, that. Yeah. Uh, do you want yeah. me to just say Suge Knight's placements real quick?
2: I just kind of like, I definitely want to know his top three and I want to know what is his Mercury and Venus Okay,
0: are. so there's no rising sign because we don't have the birth time. Right. So we have an Aries sun. Mm. We have a Sagittarius moon. Mm. We have a Mercury in Aries. Uh, we have a Taurus Venus. And we have a Virgo Mars. So I feel like. He killed Biggie. Interest- <laughs> Jealousy with that Virgo Mars, you know. Yeah. There's jealousy with that Virgo Mars. Also, Aries Sun, Aries Mercury, very uh, impulsive.
1: It's a lot of fire.
0: Yeah, and then even the Taurus Venus. Like Tauruses are usually pretty chill, but they do have a jealous streak that they could, that you know, they could uh, mm. subscribe to at times. Mm-hmm. So I just find that very interesting.
2: Does he have a lot of Cancer placements? No, Cancer
0: placements. Pisces is chart. I'll go over the rest of the chart. He has Jupiter in Taurus, Saturn in Pisces, mm. Uranus in Virgo, Neptune in Scorpio, and Pluto in Virgo. So this guy has a Virgo stellium. So mm. I feel like...
1: He killed Biggie. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Astrology.
2: Do <laughs> You think... He- he killed
0: Ooh, Tupac. Yeah. Ooh. I think so. Is he still alive? No, no he's
1: dead. I okay. think. Hold on. I thought I think he's dead. Let me dead. just double check. Fuck! I keep forgetting that he might have killed Tupac. This motherfucker going around killing people. He
2: he knows he. what he
1: says.
0: Uh It doesn't say that he's dead. Hold on. Let me double check. Yeah,
2: I don't
1: think he is. Why did I think he was dead?
0: Why he was in jail? Hold on. I
2: googled Sugnight
0: Knight dead. No, I don't think so. Hmm. Sook Knight gives a death stare after 28-year prison sentence. And that was on October 8th, Oof. so...
1: What's he in jail yes. for?
0: Hit, hit and run. See,
2: there it is. <laughs> yeah, He ran over two people.
0: Somebody actually posted an article about it on the 24th. Is Sug Knight still alive or dead? <laughs> That's they funny. knew we were going to be looking for it, so they're like, "Let me just make it easy for them." Yeah, it's awesome. So, guys, just make sure that as the next week rolls on by, that you just remember all of these tips and tricks for dealing with the moon phases. Keep your crystals nearby, and uh, I think that's it for us this week, guys. What do you think? I think so. You don't have any. You don't have any. Shug Knight, <laughs>
1: go, get any Shug Knight go get some. <laughs> go to your local crystal store Knight. and be like excuse me yeah i guess i'm <laughs> Shug Knight."
0: all right guys it's been fun stay curious out there yes. and uh we'll see you next time stay
1: curious my friends
2: yeah yeah and Shug Knight, don't come for us <laughs> goodbye goodbye <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Two Geminis and a Leo. If you enjoyed it, we would love to see you over on our social media.
0: We have an Instagram at Two Geminis and a Leo. We are on Facebook also at the same handle, Two Geminis and a Leo.
1: And you can shoot us an email at Two Gemini, One Leo. Astro hose out. There you go.
2: Perfect. I've got hose. I've got hose and different astro codes. Astro codes. Astro codes. Hose. Oh. Hose.
0: Oh. Okay, so that is the blooper.
1: <laughs> That's happening. <laughs> All right.